What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters, my favorite night of the week. And man, we got a good one tonight. Back again for the third time in a row, Mr. Ryan Alexander from the Notice and Friends podcast. What's up, man? Thank you for having me again. Yeah, I just this is a good way to spend Monday night, actually. Dude, I'm telling you, this is this is like I, I can't I have nothing else. This is the only night I set aside, and it's just for this because Man, there's nothing else going on. You know, there's never anything good on television or, you know, the internet on Monday nights. So this is the place to be. So thank you, my friends. You're welcome. And honestly, I'm a workaholic anyway. So if it wasn't this, I'd still be working. <laughs> I need a break. Well, that's it. Either I talk to you guys or I'm reading a book or doing research anyway. So I'm with you. I, I you know, there's, there's no such thing as free time these days. Rye. What's going on, buddy? Rye 2.0 over here, dude. I mean, we, it's always so confusing when we got two Ryans, you know. But uh, like I said, I can go by Dean this episode. I can go by whatever we want to call me. Uh, you know, it, it's I'm just another Ryan that's grateful for nice uh, Monday night chats here, you know. So, yeah, dude, this is going to be a cool one. Next week, you'll be good, though. It's ladies night next week. So it'll just oh. be the five of us ladies. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, I I am androgynous, so I can uh, I can be just a <laughs> chick that night. I'll be Rayanne. 
You know what oh, I mean? Oh shit. Man. But yeah, dude, no, I I'm excited about this, man. Like just another uh another fun one, dude. Like I always plug these every time I do like a Sunday or a Monday episode. I always am talking about like we're doing Monday night masturbators tonight over a great deception. These are these are really the funnest things. And I think more people need to do these these group chat things right and like just you know you do such a good job with this man so thanks for uh always including me here dude and people are loving it man it's great because I keep, getting, I keep getting recommendations from people like hey can you guys do this can you guys talk about that and i'm like well we don't really take recommendations it kind of goes where it goes right but you know there's a couple topics that you know i've gotten from people and and it's awesome you know it gives us an idea something to run with and and like you said i love hearing other people's opinions People are like, well, why do you do that show? I'm like, because that's it's conversation. And one of the things that we lack today is being able to have conversation. You know, like last week we had we had disagreements. At the end, everybody shook hands and we went our own ways. And that's the way it should be. Enough of this petty bullshit where, you know, just because you disagree with someone, you can't be friends with them. That's where I have the biggest problem is this whole, and that fits, fills right into their agenda of divide and conquer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% convinced that, uh, you know, all these people that 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 insist on arguments and fighting and whether they know that they're playing into the system or not, they're playing into it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it, it's such a problem, dude. So, yeah, man, this is, this is what it's about. It's just getting with other people whether they're like-minded or not and just having conversations man it's a great thing and and the other problem i have is instagram and we talked about it briefly before this because there are so many retards on instagram yeah, and there's it's a couple. like it's like it's gotten to the point of of pure insanity where you go through the comments and and i i don't like take it to heart but there's there's people where you want to respond right or let your people that follow your posts respond to these people and kind of check them, but then they don't allow comments back. And it's like, oh, that's just such the, the, the bull. And that's part of the problem, right? Because now you're not letting anyone counter your point. You're just throwing your trash out there and then leaving it for everyone else to just sit on it. Right. And it's like, you know, at some point we got to, get back to discussion banter back and forth being able to disagree and then at the end say okay i agree to disagree and that's fine i don't care i'm not trying you know and that's what i say with my posts i'm not trying to change people's opinion i'm not trying to change your mind what i'm trying to do is get you to think and maybe think about something that's outside of your little bubble and some people that shatters their world and it's comical because they can't deal with it. And what do they do? They they resort to y- yelling, name-calling, or they run away. It's the easiest things to do, fight or flight. But it's a digital thing, so you're not doing either. You're just like no. either, you know, you're not fighting, you're not running away. You're just, I mean, you no. can argue or you can just sit there. So, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Strange. Bizarre. Okay. <laughs> so, one of the things I wanted to cover, and this is kind of one of those things where... Uh, it's been a again, I'm I'm getting all these like I, I hate the word synchronicities, but like I'm thinking about something or I'm talking about something with someone, and then all of a sudden I hear other people talking about it. I see it on uh on other people's pages and stuff. So let me share this real quick. So 
this is a thing. It says, hey, remember the villa? Uh, it says, okay, do you uh, ever wonder what's outside your visual spectrum? Night vision trials in Vietnam, first gen red spectrum goggles. Helicopter gunners go wild and start firing into nothing. It turns out the goggles are allowing them to see the literal flying demons coming out of the treetops. U.S. Army shits bricks, cancels program, and changes all future night vision to green spectrum. I don't know Mm. if you guys have heard about this. When they originally started with night vision, they started with, well, it's not even, it's not even, uh, let me, let me share this and I'll give you guys a little backdrop to it. So. Well, it's uh, white phosphorus now, right? That is the main thing for night night vision, right? And it is green spectrum, like you said. Yeah. So originally, it started out as. Let me move this shit down. Okay. So originally, it started out as this guy. Okay, and we'll listen to this. A scientist named Walter Kilner developed a technique that allowed people to see into the astro realm. He applied a blue dye called dicyanin onto a glass screen and discovered that the dye blocked out most of the white light, enabling humans to see the aura of one another. Although the chemical was later banned, the military repurposed it to create the first pair of night vision goggles. When the technology was distributed to helicopter pilots during the Vietnam War, the pilots began shooting at each other, claiming to be firing at demons that came to get them. Those who survived were never be the same, describing it as if they were watching hell, Their officers were initially skeptical, but after repeated occurrences of similar events every time the goggles were used, a decision was made to cease their use. Dude, let me be the cynical guy here real quick and just say there was a lot of psychedelics that were being experimented with. Okay, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Right. And that's one of the things, though. That's one of the things. And and I'm going to play you another video here in a minute where they say exactly that, that you know, there were a lot of guys that were on heroin over there too, right? Which would make you kind of see shit that might, you might not really be there. But this guy's dad was one of the people that was flying the helicopters. Okay. So before we get there, Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? How you doing? (laughs) Great. I'm loving this topic already. I'm glad I made it. Yes. And we welcome into the podcast, the Conspiracists podcast, which is combination of chronic and conspiracies, two of my favorite things. So welcome (laughs) aboard. And you jumped right into the heat of this. Yeah, it looks like an awesome topic. I'm super excited. Um, I was about to tag on. I'm glad you uh, stopped for a second. Uh, Maybe Bluebeam kind of early Bluebeam kind of stuff going on potentially even because you know how they're always front running CIA technologies like 20 years ahead of us or whatever. So that kind of been some beta testing. It could be. But after this video, I'll explain something too that'll kind of clear it up a little too. Okay, so now this is the video I wanted to show you and and it mind you it's like four minutes long so bear with me uh, oh, what the fuck it's not playing the night vision goggle was done in the red spectrum and so when my father came back from Vietnam... You mean infrared or... No, 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 no. I'll explain. Ordinary red. Oh, ordinary red. Okay. Mm. So instead of seeing... When you look at a night vision goggles now, you see green. 
Everything is right. translated uh, into green for you. Mm. And human eye sees green, more colors, shades of green than any other color. It's right. part of our evolution, our n need to find food. So that's clever then. Correct. But see, here's the thing. It started off as red. Mm. And so the night vision goggles were introduced to helicopter uh, pilots and uh, gunnery people in Vietnam. And I, I won't hesitate as to the, I mean, I won't um, guess as to which year it was that they introduced them. But my father was part of this initial experiment mm. with the troops that he commanded. And it was a disaster because the image was presented in red pixels, not green. And because of the te technology being used at that time, it created very interesting effects that they could not deal with. So you had uh, some officers that were part of this um, cadre uh, or this cohort of other officers that were all uh, testing these new technologies for the military that had their troops always use these goggles. And those, those units uh, became self-destructive. They uh, went down in a horrid situation. My father was extremely practical, didn't want to see him uh, himself get destroyed in any way, wanted to return and get out. So as soon as he saw what's going on with these goggles, he had his people take them off. And he actually got um, uh, praise from the military for the way that he dealt with all of this. But the effect was this. A gunner in a helicopter would have no problem using these goggles. And only everything is showing up as a, a sort of a faint reddish image. And it was true night vision the way we have it now. And even a greater depth because you could also flip it and get an extra layer that was sort of yellowish that would be heat signatures as well. And they don't have those combined anymore in these goggles. Anyway, the goggles that were presented to the gunners, and my father tells the story of the very first time they're out with them, and they're flying along and he's in the front of the helicopter with the pilot. And all of a sudden, in a very peaceful area, not anything going on at all, the the gunner in his uh, on the on the starboard side of his helicopter starts firing wildly at their height, not at anything on the ground, but in an area that he was shooting at and basically causing other helicopters in their little flotilla to have to react. Hmm. And he and my father goes on back to the to the gunner basically demanding what the hell dude what are you shooting at <laughs> and the and the kid is just sweating profusely just and his eyes are just dilated beyond belief and my dad thought he was dealing with another heroin addict but this mm -hmm. was before it had gotten really bad in in vietnam and the kid was not exhibiting uh those kind of symptoms he was mm -hmm. reacting to what he had seen mm -hmm. and he's describing to my father that he was shooting at these basically flying demons that mm. were flying alongside the helicopter. And, and he knew they were coming to get him because they were gesturing at him and they could see him. And so he reacted and he started shooting his Bren gun, uh, you know, big 50 caliber slugs at these things, right? Mm. And they were flying along right next to the helicopter. So he's fly, firing out directly from the helicopter and there are other helicopters in the vicinity. So it caused all kinds of problems. And this goes on repeatedly, week after week after week, every time they try and use these these night vision goggles at some point they encounter monsters true monsters now <laughs> officers had been told not to wear these mm. okay the the pilots were told not to wear them mm. and but my dad put them on to see what the hell was was going on and to hear him describe it wow. it was like like being in the worst kind of a demonic gothic hell Jeez. 
that you'd look out at the tops of trees and you'd see these creatures with big wings and claws and everything come flying off of the tops of the trees. But you take the goggles off and there's not even a disturbance in the yeah. in the fog above the canopy of the trees, right? They're, they're, they're perceiving into an aspect of consciousness. Correct. Another dimension. And okay. So, to back that up, my quote-unquote godfather he was my godfather by birth but he was kind of a guy who was a, a a huge influence in my life and and helped me a lot in my teenage years when i had a lot of shit going on he was a ranger in vietnam uh, a high-ranking army ranger and he also is a guy who didn't do drugs didn't drink did nothing he you know he and he he's a very merited uh, soldier at that he he received the silver star and and a whole bunch of other awards in vietnam for his service and he uh his son used to ask him you know questions about vietnam and stuff and he asked him one night about this infrared and he's like i'll never talk about that so our whole goal after that point was to try and get him drunk and and so one <laughs> night we got him to take a couple shots we claimed it was like a big thing and he, and so he did. And since he didn't drink much, he got a little into it and he and he started spilling the beans. And he said, yeah, he goes, our unit had had some of those. He goes, and not only did we see these things flying around, he goes, there was also things on the ground. And he goes, I can't describe them. He goes, I don't know what the hell they were. I don't know if they were here or if they were from somewhere else. He goes, but that there was shit we saw shit that we'd never seen before in our lives so that's you know combined with that guy's account that's two accounts that i've heard of this stuff from you know it sounds like pretty legitimate sources that say that these infrared goggles have the ability to allow you to see other things now i want to hear your guys take on it because i'm just amazed by this stuff you know like i don't know you know what to really think about it Let me see. right so you i've never heard anything like this before <laughs> not at all the whole thing going on with vegas like the vegas shooting where there was uh, there were certain phones back then and it was specifically android phones that would pick up infrared dots Right. Like so like the, the same kind of dot that like special forces would be using if they were using those types of of uh, night vision goggles and it would be like a laser pointer, but it wouldn't pick up to the naked eye. It would pick up only if you were using night vision goggles and people that were filming during this Vegas shooting with Android phones, again, specifically Android phones, they were seeing all kinds of infrared dots going all over the place like there was like dozens or maybe even more shooters scores i don't know if there would be like you know hundreds but so many dots just going around shooting people and they'd see these on cars and they'd see these all over the place and they said um, some were coming from the helicopters above some were coming from high up some were coming from buildings some were coming from the ground that's the thing yeah. it wasn't coming from like one one fucking window in a building which you can't remove these windows in vegas hotels in the first place so stephen paddock didn't do that all by himself that's clear but what's interesting is just the uh 
the infrared dot and I, that that just kind of like uh was was screaming to me in my head as you were going through this yeah it, it's wild and i had i had kind of forgotten about it until a, a friend had shared that whole video with me and i was like oh shit man i remember him telling me about this and then i started looking into our visible spectrum and and i was listening to um the wicked planet today our good friend ron's show and buckley shout out to them yeah. and they were talking with Kristen about the the vision our visible spectrum and how we can't see infrared or ultraviolet but we can you know we can see the spectrum in between and i was just like it, it all hit and i was like holy shit this is wild and i i keep thinking like you know how like when you're just hanging out and you got that creepy feeling or the hair on the back of your neck stands up for no reason like that's what i think that is like you know how we talk about our toroidal field right our aura that goes around us that's the other thing they said they could see with this uh with some of the uh stuff they talked about in the original video i played with the i forgot what it's called the diacinine or whatever like they could see human auras aura fields around people hmm animals can see them too i think maybe humans could have seen them at, at a certain point but uh maybe the fluoride or maybe that we were genetically modified or something um so the vast majority of us can't see it but like dogs can sense people's aura um even anecdotally like if you'll be walking around and someone's about to pull something sketch on you uh they'll trip out towards that person in particular and Maybe they're just sensing their heart rate. Maybe it's not their aura. Um, but I definitely feel something with horses. If you're riding a horse, there's some kind of, I don't know, aura sensing thing about these things. I would tend to agree with you, man, because I think animals are, you know, certain animals, right, are, are very good judges of character. And they sense, you know, especially dogs. I mean, I've had dogs my, basically my whole life. And I, I, yeah, it's not, it's like they have this extra sense where they can tell before they meet someone, okay, whether this person's legit or not, are they good or are they here with bad intentions? And yeah. I, I agree. And that's why I, I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I'm like, how many times have I been just sitting around and I get goosebumps for no reason? Is it like something crossing my spectrum that I can't see? Is it possible, you know? And, and like you were saying before, about how you know maybe we used to be able to see it but not anymore well what if all the frequencies that are going around on around us now have interrupted that well i've, I've heard that about the aborigine uh which i don't know what they're called but these the the smart um are they like spiritual masters in the aboriginal community they used to be able to do things like walk around invisible and it was like well known everyone knew yeah like this guy could do walk around invisible and uh they had a bunch of different abilities that they openly say like they can't do it where there's power lines they can't do it close to cities and now they can't do it almost anywhere because the uh emf is just so saturated well, i want to jump in here and say this is probably i know this is we're getting into kind of the sandbox of the conspiracy world but i've been into bigfoot for a long time and people are always asking, why don't you get Bigfoot on camera? Because they leave game cams out and Bigfoot, I think, can sense the electronics and they stay away from it. Yep. And it's it's like that military cloaking device, right? Where they, they almost can turn themselves invisible or 
you know, they sense that EMF and, or, or, you know, the waves and they're like, nope, not going anywhere near that. I'm not going in that field of vision and, and it's not going to catch me kind of thing. I think, yeah, I tend to agree with you, Rye, on that one. I also wanted to say too, the blue beam thing, just throw this out that I, I don't think this Vietnam thing, this is the first time I'm ever hearing this Vietnam thing, but I wouldn't think that would be blue beam. I would think this would be legit. You know, there's plenty of people that I know even that have caught in weird things on camera. And there's so many ghost videos out there and stuff and gin and whatnot. But when we see the video on the internet, we could say, oh yeah, well that could be manipulated. I watched uh, CGI people and stuff debate whether it's real or not. They say, oh, there's a video effect here and there. Okay, well, I'm talking about like my friends and stuff on private videos that were never shared. And this is like way before YouTube and stuff. And I do think that you can pick up these beans that do exist in other parts of the spectrum, especially the gin. Mm. Yeah, dude, I was going to ask this, you know, with the uh, with the Bigfoot stuff, I, I always think that it's fun. And and I, I, I do like how you mentioned like the sandbox, right? Like that's introductory stuff and it's all that kind of shit. I, I do honestly think that it kind of is not appealing to outside conspiracy people, like people that are not inside like the whole world of like believing in building seven, believing in COVID, believing in all these things. When a conspiracy theorist approaches them and they believe in all of it, right? I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in aliens. I believe in, uh, you know, all the crazy shit. It, it seems like, and I, and I did hear this from Tim Dillon. This is like, he's he's so good. His early shows were so good when it came to conspiracy theory and like the, the real shit. Like there's a lot of fake shit out there, but there are some very valid stuff that, that merits questioning. Do you think like in your heart of hearts that Bigfoot's real? Do you think like all these things or, or is it something that is just intriguing to you, Ryan? I personally think Bigfoot is real, yeah. I mean, I live in the deep country, deep country. A lot of people living in the city can get the idea that, oh, there's humans everywhere and stuff. We, we basically see right, everything. Right. No way. No way. There, sure. There's so much out there in America and Canada and Australia and China. I mean, there's just so much land out there that if you were a creature, and I, I've seen some fairly convincing evidence as well, even all the way back to the um, the original one. The original famous one, I can't remember the name. Patterson Gimlin. Yeah, the Patterson. Even that's convincing to me. You see experts talking about the gate and they say, this is not a human gate. This is not a gorilla gate. This is just this is a unique gate. There's lots of audio about their language. You hear them speak. It's not even something that humans can mimic even when they try. So, yeah, I believe in them. And there's there is so much space out there for them to be. And there is some even more interesting creatures. Like, it's not just big fit, Bigfoot. There's... There's dog man. There's there's skunk man. There's gnomes. Oh, skunk ape. Gnomes. Shout out to the skunk ape, dude. Yeah, the skunk ape does not get enough. The duende play. Yeah, there's there's tons of these creatures, and they're probably all just different species of primate, just like we are. This is they're not aliens. They're not jinn. You know, it's totally totally possible for primates to exist outside of our society. They wouldn't want to be anywhere near us. Would you? If you're a wild creature, and bones don't really keep and fossilize in the forest. This is a big part of the reason that evolution, evolution research, they don't have all these missing links. You know, atheists criticize them for not having the missing links, but these are forest creatures. You don't get good fossilization in the forest. And this is where they still live in Oregon, in Canada, in China, etc. We don't have giant bones either because of the Smithsonian, but there used to be giant bones as well. So there, there may have 
been Bigfoot bones. But um, I think more if Bigfoot might be something like the demons that they see in the infrared, like. Uh, but the Bigfoot are real creatures. I mean, if anything, that's that's what I believe. I believe there is physical. other things that exist on the spectrum, but Bigfoot are totally primates to me. Nothing, nothing crazy about it. So, so you believe in evolution? Because that, that's one thing that I do not believe in is is the the evolution theory. I don't believe in it either. I've uh, I made a lot of content over the years about it. I try and kind of stay away from it. Um, it's a touchy it's subject. Boring. It's a touchy subject for a lot of people. They've made up a lot of BS, but no, I, I don't think you need to believe in the Darwinian evolution to think that all these things could exist right now. I mean, there, there's mul multiple different forms of primates right now. It's not a stretch at all to say that there's other large primates that are just as intelligent. All primates except for man have a reasonable level of intelligence. We are beyond that. You know, I'm not going to say that Bigfoot is smarter than us. They don't live in large uh, communities or anything. They live in small family groups from what I can tell. And yeah, just another primate. They're very much like a, a chimpanzee troop. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's just something I've never been sold on personally is the Bigfoot thing. Um, I haven't, Ryan, until I got into frequencies. And once I started getting into frequencies, it's a game changer. Because right. again, our spectrum is so limited as to what we can hear and see that to think that just because we can't hear it or see it, it doesn't exist on this in this realm sure. is, you know, kind of closed minded because we can't we don't have the ability to see everything. And and just because, again, you, you don't have visual or auditory proof does not mean they don't exist. I mean, we can't. Right, like but that's Ryan what I was saying before. We catch things on camera that are not explainable. Right. That's just such a, a loose argument that, that just because we can't prove or disprove it, that means that it could be real. Right. Like, like then that 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 does open the the idea up to unlimited possibilities. And I think that that's cool. That's fun. Um, I just think that, like, if you're trying to bring because that's what always I, I've always been trying to bring new people into this whole thing, this whole conspiracy world of like, yeah, the government could have been behind 9-11 not saying they definitively are not saying that they're not i think that you have to draw some lines somewhere realistically so that you're not just like yeah it's all real right that to me it's damaging to the the introduction to other people yeah there's levels to conspiracy there's levels to all this shit right whether you're talking about conspiracy whether you're talking about baseball mma fuck whatever there's levels to all the understanding right but there's nothing less appealing to someone that's like trying to get introduced to conspiracies where it's like, oh, yeah, you haven't heard about Bigfoot. You haven't heard about the moon landing. You haven't heard about all, you know, all this shit. Right. There's some some of this shit is fake. And I lean towards Bigfoot. I lean towards cryptids being fake. Um, but, yeah, there's these weird things out there. Right. But the one some thing of it's with Bigfoot, though, again, it's across multiple cultures it's By different names across yeah. multiple eras it's not so like it's, aliens where it just came up in the 40s yeah right. and it's like it's been flood, around right it, well, aliens like have been flood. around too we if you can't... look at old artwork and stuff like that and sorry to interrupt you man i just like aliens have been around since the dawn of time too i wish you know, someone they... would just shoot one like just just shoot one <laughs> just do it just just drag it out let's just do this do it with any of these things you know and, and that's what i'm saying and it, it, I, i'm not trying to you know pick on that idea it's just like that's one thing to me where it's like, man, 
we, I, I don't know. I, I like when there's experts on things, when there's an expert on cryptids and they like they don't believe in the fake moon landing. They don't believe in flat earth. They don't believe in anything else other than Bigfoot. Bigfoot is their thing. I think that's that's really uh, beneficial. Like uh, Dave Weiss. I'm not a big flat earther, but it seems like that's his big thing is flat earth. He focuses on that. And that's an interesting approach is like, dude, I am just sold hard on this concept. And that's it. Yeah, sure. 9-11 might have been done by the government and all this, but I'm focused on flat. Well, he's, all, he's all in on 9-11. He was in New yeah. York. I know. So, I know. Maybe maybe not the best example, but still like, you know, just these these people that are that are experts on that subject that they're passionate well, about. Every one of these subjects has like a opposing group or like a fake group in it, like the Flat Earth Society. I don't know which one right, it right. is, but David Weiss, he like hates them because they're all like trying to make it look bad. And stuff like that. And there's definitely some Bigfoot people out there uh, like that I've seen on YouTube who just do just the most ridiculous stuff where you make it look cheesy and fake. So maybe there is someone who is like a legit David Weiss expert on this type of stuff. It's just never been my expertise, like the cryptid stuff. I think it's super interesting and super fun, but it's fun. Yeah. It's hard Have you guys prove. ever heard of Survivor Man? He's a Canadian Survivor yes. Man. I think so. Less Let me look whatever. Less Survivor is... Man. Yeah, Les Stroud, man. Oh, man, he's great. Yeah, Les Stroud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically gave up his career to do Bigfoot, you know? Oh, wow. He, he's yep. one of the reasons I give it some credibility because not only his time in the forest and stuff uh, convinced him, but just speaking with other people who, yeah, spend a lot of time in the deep forest. And to be fair, Ryan, I agree with you, by the way. There's not enough proof, and it is one of those things that does turn people off. And I hardly ever talk about it. It's just a fun topic to me. It's super fun, dude. Yeah. But well, I also like ask people up where I live. I, I ask people all the time. These are hunters. These are bush people, right? I live in the middle of the Canadian Shield Forest. It's a gigantic forest. I ask people all the time, hey, have you ever seen Bigfoot? You know anyone who said they've seen Bigfoot up here in the forest? To be fair, I haven't seen anyone there. It's not exactly their terrain. They tend to, it seems, prefer mountainous terrain. We don't live in mountainous terrain, but yeah, I've never seen, I've never heard of anybody up in my forest who's seen one. Yeah, great. If there was kind of like giants, you know, that's another one that gets along there. And and you mentioned before how you know we've never found any giant bones, but again, you go back through the different uh, through history. There's mention of it. News you know, articles all, all throughout, and and there are articles now. Some of the articles you have to understand when you go back to some of these old newspapers, some of the old newspapers were like the National Enquirer back then, right? There were these, uh, um, you know, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, over the top publications that satire, would, would, I guess. Yeah. In, in a sense where they would produce these almost stories, so to speak, where there wasn't any evidence. But then you get into things where, you know, and, and I, I had... I posted about this and this is why one of the hot topics I wanted to kind of touch on is, you know, there was then that whole hoax that the Supreme court got the Smithsonian to admit that they destroyed giant bones, which never happened, but you'll find articles out there that say that. But on the other hand, again, go back through the drawings in history. You're going to see giant people. There have been big bones found. Now we're not talking 30 foot humans, we're talking 10-foot humans, stuff that's abnormal. Um, you go into different cultures. They talk about larger people. Now, is it possible that the evidence was destroyed? Of course. you know. And this is the argument that I get into when people are like, oh, well, how is it possible that there's a worldwide cover-up? 
guys, we just lived through COVID. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like motherfucker, we just lived through the biggest cover up in history, and and it was worldwide. Every for the most part, I would say ninety percent of the countries played along. So if you don't think that it's possible for multiple governments to conspire for their benefit, much like what the church has done throughout history to twist things and make sure that they keep power, you're in for a rude awakening one day because eventually truth is going to come out in, in total when the parasites lose control. You can even see it happening now. I used to rail on um, Hamilton for being one of the guys that was a the supporter of making the Federal Reserve and stuff like that. And now if I ever talk negatively about Hamilton, people will call me racist. And I'm like, he, he, he was white. I was like yeah. that, that play. I'm like, I'm like that. I'm like, what is going on? Like, you guys, the play is not ex- exactly history. Like, Come on, the music. And that's or that's the problem. People love to deep throat the narrative. You know, they yeah. just love to swallow whatever the government's pushing or whatever his story is. And it's like, no, listen. There's no matter how factual that you think it may be, it's still a theory. You know, like gravity. It's a fucking theory. So I hate the people that are like, what, you don't believe gravity? I said, no, but it hasn't been proven. It's a theory. It's it's not oh, yeah. fact. So until it's fact, you can question it all you want. And when you get – we're all in like these little bubbles too. If you get out of them, you see like it, there's – like when I was in the Middle East, uh, they had conspiracy theories based on 9-11, but they didn't believe it was uh, – they had different theories. Like it was the Pope. That I watched like a zeitgeist-type movie, and it was like so interesting to see. And they were using different dots and connecting different dots together. I was like, oh, okay, I could kind of see that. But then I'm like, oh, the Pope ends up being <laughs> the the head of the snake in this whole conspiratorial story. <laughs> well, well, it's interesting you say that because I just did an episode on uh, this book, and I mentioned it last week, called The Dragon Legacy which is a very interesting book. It's it's called The Secret History of Ancient Bloodlines. And what it talks about is how originally there were these two bloodlines, the dragon bloodline and the serpent bloodline. And they were the people who were living by natural law. They were connected with the earth and they were essentially the overlords of humanity. And, and you had, right, this period where there were Nephilim, where there were inner interbreeding between non-human and human, and, and they got wiped out a lot of them in the flood. But then there was also this group, this bloodline that was pure, and 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 they were the rulers. And and what happened was they were systematically hunted down by the church because the church wanted to be the ruler. And all these kingdoms that we, you know, witness today, like that joke over in England they just had with uh Charles, they're not legitimate bloodlines. They're all illegitimate. They were bought and paid for to gain power. And and basically it was, you know, the church who used force to take over uh, the realm at some point. And they they maximize they they eliminated the original bloodlines. And in doing so, they were then able to co-opt and make you dependent on them because now they were the liaison to God. And if if you did not agree or you sinned, you were going to hell, right? There's all these abstract ideas that they hang over your head that can't be proven one way or another. 
and they're going to use that against you. And, and the church is the one who, you know, manipulated, they gave out these titles of Lords and, and, and they were bought and sold. And I, I believe in that more than I would believe in these families today that are ruling have some great historical bloodline that's pure. You look at the inbreeding of these people and it's just, it's insanity. The, these people cannot be the legitimate rulers. Do you think because that, that means they're scared of Nibiru coming back? And, and that's why they're doing all this like sped up COVID and all these other things going on. It's kind of like their last dying grasp because I guess those would be the potentially the Nephilim coming back. Well, they're more along the lines of they want us to live in this fear-based consumerism model, right? We're debt slaves, right? And once they were able to bring in the Babylonian money magic system, then they were able to control humanity because now they had the power to affect your ability to buy and sell. And whereas in the past, there was no buying and selling. It was all trading of goods, of natural things. You know, it was done naturally. It wasn't like, you know, uh, the rich. I mean, there were classes, obviously. There's always been class structure, I think, since the beginning of time. There's always been the haves and the have-nots. But in the sense that the church was able to co-op this and and basically manipulate everything and using God as their backdrop as their power of control because they had the ability to be the connection. The it's idea of trading too, that that's a, that's one that always comes up and there's no perfect society, right? There's no such thing as a utopia. I mean, like utopia means like a place that doesn't exist, right? Like that's what it translates to in Greek, something along those lines, dude, you know, I got to do it. I got to quote South park here. Okay. There's yes. this hilarious thing that they do in one of these episodes when they're doing uh it's when cartman is trying to exterminate all the hippies okay the hippies keep infiltrating towns and they say you know you kids just don't understand you know if you guys could just give up money and you can get back into trading and you can live in like a communist type they don't say communist but if you can live in like a commune type situation and there could be someone that you know bakes bread and maybe that person trades their bread for someone that gives security and he's like you mean like a baker and a cop they, one of the kids says that and he's like well, yeah but you don't understand it's another level of security where there's no money involved imagine someone that's out there in that type of society that just has so much bread and they're able to make bread that they're the fucking richest person in the world because they can give bread to everyone that they want to give bread to right and like you know someone has such a great army that they're able to provide all the protection that they need to that you know to where everyone is eating out of their palm money doesn't need to be involved here that's just what we use this system will always be in place as long as man is corruptible and man is corruptible because man is man right yep. so it doesn't matter if there's money involved it doesn't matter like you know this uh this uh you know if, if you're trading shit there's always going to be somebody that has an upper hand in a trade there's the idea that you know the best trade is is where both parties are happy and equally satisfied that's not really a real idea either i don't think it is in in some examples but if you're talking about this like just continuing through a society it'll just be it'll get back to the point where it's like man i've, I've got the most shit that i can give to a society so I want to make it so that it's more even for people. Let me try and institute some sort of money, 
right? Some sort of currency, something we can trade to where it's more even, right? And that's the most virtuous way that it could possibly go down. And then it just goes right back to the system that we're at. So there's no, there's no possible way that society is not corrupt. And there's not some people at the top eating more than the people at the bottom of society. Animals form fucking hierarchies. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't have well, money. Have, yeah. Have you heard have you heard the difference between chimpanzees and bonobos? No. I don't even know what a bonobo uh, is. What is so a bonobo? It's basically a chimpanzee that was isolated for so long that it was able to become its own variant basically and they have a matriarchy and they're basically like communists like if you put a chimpanzee in a cage and you give him a, a pile of bananas he's gonna eat it and just look at the other chimpanzee and like throw shit at him right. but the uh, bonobo will break banana in half and go over to the other one and share and the only reason they exist is because chimpanzees can't swim so there's a deep river and they got stuck on the other side of this river from some certain period and that's why they're able to exist in this kind of weird like society like that but if one chimpanzee ever made it on that side it would just be completely redone because they'd have a patriarch in a, in a week probably unless a matriarch could find them away maybe but uh huh. it's super and that, super interesting that's interesting because that ties in with a, a little bit of what we were talking about before with the the way the church operates right <laughs> Because that's a, a completely hierarchical system. And, and oh, to yeah. the point where even men are put above women. You know, women aren't allowed to even be part of the church, which is, is real interesting. Well, even even in like human, like in India, we have the caste system where they have the Brahmin class and they're allowed, like the lower classes can't eat and beat meat because it would develop your brain enough where you could know enough that you could rebel. And they've thought they've said that even since Roman times, like the way you keep your um, populace docile is feed them grain yep. because then they'll be uh, stupid and, and like just not willing to start a rebellion against you. You so got something that, against that vegans, dude? <laughs> well, well, you look at India and they have a strict caste system, and it's like, okay, they never ever going to revolt or anything. It's like, no, we're a thousand right. lifetimes. I'm going to be this. Uh, I forget what they're called, like hobo, basically. It's crazy, and they're just content with it. Whereas, like, if you don't believe in that, then your natural human instinct is we're chimpanzees. Get our goddamn bananas. <laughs> And it makes us, it makes the society function the way it does um, as long as you take care of your young. I mean, chimpanzees function, so. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the vegan propaganda is wild to me. And it's interesting that, that like, it, it, it's such a basic idea that you need protein. And pea protein's not going to cut it. All these different proteins that, like, you're, you're, like, in the modern society, you're like, oh, no, we got all kinds of other nutrients. Dude, you need meat. You need red meat. Red meat's actually well, healthier thing, than fucking chicken is, dude. You're missing this cholesterol. That's what they're saying. Like a lot of times with chicken, just throw away the chicken and eat the skin because cholesterol is what's needed to regenerate stuff. So like all these low fat, low cholesterol diets are causing heart attacks because every time you have a micro tear and you have no cholesterol in your system, your body can't repair it. So mm. that's a huge conspiracy. I was listening to a really interesting documentary about how like We've had this crazy, crazy idea of low fat, low fat, take these statins, take these statins. And statins don't allow testosterone or estrogen to be formed. So they make you into a, an androgynous being. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Dude, this, guy knows, this guy knows too much. 
Uh, (laughs) i'll just jump in and say in the health business you're you're 100 correct correct and testosterone and estrogen and progesterone which is the progestation hormone those are all derived from cholesterol this is the reason there is no such thing as a second generation vegan colony meaning if we decided to be vegan right now we're not generation one we'd have to have uh, babies and raise them vegan they would be generation one there's never been a generation number two because all the sex hormones are made from cholesterol and yeah, if you take oh. statin drugs, it's not just your sex hormones that can't work properly. You'll get dementia pretty much guaranteed if you stay on them because Alzheimer's and MS, these are characterized by what's called demyelination. Myelin is the white matter that coats your nerves, just like the rubber around a wire coats the wire. Myelin is the coating on all of your nerves. So demyelination means the, the nerve coating is unraveling and that myelin is made of cholesterol, not 100%, but largely uh, cholesterol is also the main thing in your cell membrane that allows things to come in and out. So if you are lacking cholesterol, if you take a statin drug, your, your cells, every cell in your body starts to harden up. I mean, if cholesterol is in every cell in your body, right? Doctors think they're smarter than God, stopping your body from making cholesterol. But without that cholesterol, everything hardens up. And now you can no longer get nutrients and oxygen in. You can't get waste out properly. Again, everything starts to harden up. You'll fail at the cellular level first, then you'll fail at the organ levels, then you'll die. Wow. Dude, it's so interesting because uh, I, it, I think... Dude, what, what is your name, man? Conspiracist? Nico. Nico. Nico, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, what you were saying about the idea of like feeding feeding poor people grains, right? That is the the worst thing in our society right now. Like flour in in the United States, from what I understand, it's banned. the The United States flour, like the yep. version that we in have Italy. of it, it's banned in Italy. all over the world. Yeah. And not, and I don't even think it's just Italy. I think it's all over the place, dude. My dad, who used to weigh three hundred pounds, okay, this dude used to weigh three hundred pounds, has cut down to two hundred and twelve pounds just by eliminating carbs. Like that's all that he did. Now, people will tell you, like, oh, you can't have sodium. You can't have, uh, you know, cholesterol and all these things. Dude, it's the carbs in combination with sodium and with carbs. I'm sorry, carbs with in combination with sodium and cholesterol and all these other things that make that shit bad for you. You cut out these nasty carbs that we have, like, literally completely cut them out. And you will just shed pounds. Like eggs are the perfect food. Sometimes people will yeah. tell you that you need to eat just the egg white, right? That's bullshit. The, the, the yolk, the yeah, the, dude. The yolk yeah. with the white is a. It's the perfect food. It's the perfect food. Why would also, it? Steak? Why would it be out there if it wasn't perfect? You know, look like, at any predator. What is it fiend for? It's eggs. Eggs, eggs right, dude? Yes. Right. All, all vertebrates need the same nutrients so the chicken egg has everything it needs to grow a vertebrate it, it is it's the closest thing to a perfect food that we have on earth yeah and it's high cholesterol <laughs> yeah or, and that's a good thing yeah i eat six that's of them thing. every day with an avocado it's like that's Dude, all that's, fat <laughs> right that's all fat but that's the thing is if you were to have like potatoes with that like a normal oh, yeah, breakfast right? me up. i'd have to take a nap yeah what's a normal that. breakfast <laughs> what's a normal breakfast fucking potatoes eggs bacon or sausage or something like that right like, like that's the the popularized breakfast that's like the continental breakfast or bacon whatever and eggs, right with toast bacon eggs and potatoes potato uh-huh. or toast yeah right so you get all that shit and do that british well, yeah we don't we don't talk about the <laughs> fuck them dude so yeah that, that's the food. thing <laughs> 
but those beans are carbs too, right? So you're getting these carbs and that's making the, the unhealthy cholesterol stick to your shit, your veins, your arteries, all that stuff. And that that's a that's like a, a total just disaster for your body. But if you just eat the eggs, you just eat that healthy. I mean, dude, even fucking bacon's healthier than we thought. And that's well, what's chew, interesting. Chew crackers and look at your teeth afterwards. It's completely covered with like cemented shit in every right. little crevice. And chew a carrot and see the difference in what your teeth look like. Chew a blueberry or anything natural that's not processed. It's not going to stick to your teeth. It has the fiber that cleans it off for you. Right. It's like uh, that stuff when it gets in your gut. That non-fiber, just pure carb shit. And then you mix it with some cheese or something. <laughs> you have all types of problems. Dude, another thing real quick that I'll uh, I'll, I'll uh, say about South Park, okay? I I'm working on a South Park episode. It's going to be my 400th episode. I'm going to literally quote several episodes. I got audio. Did you see their 9-11 part? The 9-11 oh, one? I yeah, with the Harley brothers? With the Harley brothers? Yeah. Yes, the Harley brothers. <laughs> Where they're talking I about it was like, fake. Ooh, Ooh, I'm coming so hard. And then they're, they're talking about 9-11 while they're talking about Yeah, dude, it's a great show. So I quote it every fucking episode, basically, because it just like happens to fit in. It fits in here, too. There's the, the idea of the food pyramid, right? And there's this episode yeah, that they really, do yeah. where your dick falls off if you eat gluten. Your dick just <laughs> turns into a firecracker and shoots off your body if you eat any gluten. If your body touches gluten, your dick flies off. Now... <laughs> What they found out was that in this show in South Park, if you flip the food pyramid upside down and the fat is at the bottom of the pyramid, you get the most fat and the least amount of grains. You get a ton of protein, a ton of fruits and vegetables, and then like minimal like other bullshit. You're good to go. So the, at the end of the episode, they're serving people steak with a brick of butter on top of their steak. And they're like, <laughs> that's the healthiest thing that you can eat right there. It's well, wild. Well, well, the in the business, we say a stick of butter a day keeps the keeps the doctor away. A stick of butter a day keeps the doctor away. We say that all the time. I ate about that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but um, yeah, it's like uh, man, a complete opposite. It's like uh, what's below is up. Uh, what's above is below, or whatever. You know As that? above, so below. Yeah. When it comes to health, it usually is the opposite. It usually is the opposite. Yeah, look at all the shit they push on TV. It's all that synthetic garbage. You know, you're getting all the processed foods. Rarely do you see commercials for fresh vegetables, for eggs, for healthy stuff. It's all the crap that you find in the middle aisles of the store, right? And that's why it, there's that meme out there that says 95% of your food wasn't around 100 years ago. <laughs> Wonder why. Right. And then you look and you go look at a picture of a beach in the 70s and everybody's in relatively good shape. A fat person back then is relatively healthy. Now, now we have these fucking morbidly obese people walking around. I mean, it's more common to see that than it is to see a healthy person in some cities. Well, oh, Matt, I'm, you know I'm in Texas. I forgot what a healthy person looks like down here. Yeah. <laughs> you in San Antonio? San Antonio, dude. San Antonio's got the fattest, the pound for pound, the fattest city. But, dude, Matt, you know about, like, the 1800s and shit. The, the world's fattest person in the 1800s, like a sideshow freak, literally looks like your average American today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, literally, looks, like, like, he looks like like a WWE wrestler, basically. In the you know? 80s, not the 90s. The 90s, they were a little more shredded. But in the 80s, like, uh, you know, the fat guys. Yeah. And now you go into, you know, you go into Walmart and you see the people like in in the uh, uh, fuck. What's the Disney movie? Is it 
the the one where they're riding around. He they're all riding around Wally. in motorized cars. Wally, they, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh they Wally, can't walk. yeah, with the iPad in front of him. <laughs> yep. And that's hey, what we're fun. doing. You know, fun. because all these people are buying all this shit from the middle aisles of the store, which is all the garbage that they feed you. And that's all the stuff with the bright colors and the funny well, when why you do have you think a they kit- have to they have to market it and why do they have to put fancy packaging on it? It's to it's to attract your eye. It's not because it's healthy. And we're right. we allow marketing to children. We're the only country in the world, so like we have Oreo commercials. So when I would go to Europe, and my like none of my friends knew what like Oreos and all this shit were. Like they were like, "What the fuck?" Like my parents just make us real food, They're like Oreos, peanut butter. What is this shit? And I'm like, yeah. uh, I was looking around there, like village grocery store. Like, what the hell, man? Where's all my name brands? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that was before. <laughs> well, Guys, I don't know. Go ahead, Ryan. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if you want to jump back into the deep end. I think we left some some threads untied there. You started off real heavy here with this seeing beans and stuff oh, in the yeah. infrared spectrum. And I just, I think we kind of left it a little bit prematurely. But yeah, it is, it is right. I mean, we can't, you can't patent broccoli and you can't patent a mineral or, or a vitamin or something like that. So big business doesn't have that much interest in, in that whole market. It's you can patent the Oreo cookie that is trademarked and you can patent a drug, but you can't patent the, again, a vitamin or, or a broccoli or whatever, but Bill, talk- Bill Gates is, Oh, sorry. You could go. My bad. I was going to well, take us on another tangent. Yeah, no, no. These are, these are two different things, but I just, I, I'm dying to not let this uh, original one, go completely i originally i recently read this uh, book by giovanni sarucci it was called the disciples of raw and he basically convinced me that the people who are really running things are actually the roman catholics so you guys brought up the pope well i did this recent podcast with this freemason which i think you know you guys might have seen it seems everybody watched that or listened to that it was a really good episode but you know i kept kind of bugging him on one thing i was like is this just masons you know, because you got girls involved, you got, and he kind of hinted that it's, it's many, many different groups that are cooperating together on one scheme. And I, I think Giovanni Cerucci convinced me that it's actually the Roman Catholics. It's uh, the Jesuits, basically is the word Jesuits. It's not the Jews, it's the Jesuits, right? Think about it. If, it. if it was the Jews or if it was the Masons primarily, why would there be so many clues as to that? Right? Why would they be telling us so obviously? Why would everything be pointed towards you know the Jews run Hollywood and all this? If they really were, you know, they would cover their tracks a little bit more. I think. I also want to take this back to Tartaria and the, you know this gigantic popular subject that everyone's talking about with mud flood and everything. I'm really into Anatoly Fomenko and his hidden history series, and he talks about how these Romanovs, hints there, Roman Romanovs, <clears throat> the Romanovs basically took over the Tartarian Empire. I believe it was in a war of 1772 to 1775. Coincidentally, that's right before the 1776 American Revolution, right? So this is right before that, that the Romanovs defeated the last Russian czar or the last Tartarian czar, right? Czar basically just just means leader. Same with Khan, basically the same thing, right? The, The Mongol equals the great, so the great empire, the great Tartarian empire. Tartar means soldier, much like Cossack, right? So the Tartar Empire is a loose conglomeration of uh, soldier, you know, our war-based society. Even though we think about them as peaceful, I don't think that was actually the case. I think they were just sort of feudal lords, just like any other point in history, except uh, <clears throat> they had their own unique architecture and whatnot. But so the Romanovs defeated Pugachev, the last 
czar, yes. apparently, in, in 1775. And <clears throat> so we are living in this Roman Empire still, which I, I haven't read every single one of Fomenko's books, but that seems to be the conclusion that he's drawing, that we are still living in the Roman Empire. So I just wanted to throw that in there, that if there is anybody in control, it is most probably the this Jesuit control system with, with the Pope at the head, just sort of as a, not as a real source of power, but as a figure of power, just like the president of the United States or the president of, of the UK, you know, London, Washington, and, and the Vatican being the three major heads of power there, but they're all figureheads. They're not, they're not actually the, the, the real power, but yeah, I think this, this also ties in this Mason thing because the Masons can't be the only ones running this. And that Mason, uh, Dr. Tahudi Pata that I, that I interviewed there, he was pretty clear, even though he's very cryptic, he was pretty clear that it's not just the Masons. This is a pretty major control system here. And yeah, I always thought it was interesting that, you know, it seems obvious once you just look into it, like, oh, of course the Jews are in control. Oh, of course the Masons are in control, but it wouldn't be that obvious if they really were in control. And I do think that the ones that really are in control are the less obvious ones. And that word Jesuit is not one that you can bring up easily. It is one that gets censored more so than, than Jew or Mason. I don't know if you guys have ever had anything pulled talking about Jews or Masons. I haven't, right? But you talk about Jesuits, you you might get yourself in some trouble. The Jesuits, right? I did the a Jesuit And that's it. I'm with you. Right? I did an episode on the Romanovs versus Pugachev and, and his rebellion. And and actually the, the episode I just released last night on the uh, Scythians who are basically Tartarians, right? This is the Scythian Empire went from Eurasia all the way across India out to and and in Japan. You'll they see used to sm- uh, they used to smoke weed before battle. Yeah, I mean, hot well, box of ten. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Because, <laughs> but then you get into the Romanovs and you get into people like Peter the Great, <clears throat> Catherine the Great, and all these people, and they were there just to destroy this power structure that was already in place. And again. They were sent there by the church, and that's what my my episode last night on on the dra- you know the the dragon legacy was about was that the the whole destruction and what we're living under now is the realm of the church. They've destroyed and manipulated everything, put it into their control system, and anyone that that tries to rise up out of it is murdered. And, and, and so it's, to it's, connect it to what we were talking about too with the uh, food system and all this stuff. I think all of you guys know or should that the Rockefeller funded Flexner report in 1910 Flexner. is basically what created the modern medical system. And the same people, the same names, this comes up with the food and drug system as well, way before the FDA and all this stuff. So these same people, you know, you see them, some of their names are Jew. I keep bringing Jew up because a lot of people think Jews are in the world. It's, it can't be true. The president right now is Roman Catholic. The one before that was Roman Catholic. The one before that was Roman Catholic. Right there, the half you Jews, are half Roman with, Catholics. With Israel and Pfizer, the deal with they exclusively got the Pfizer shot in Israel, and I was like, oh, maybe this should be, maybe this is the safe shot, or maybe. But now, <laughs> now that we're seeing that, not, not, it's probably not the case. It's uh, it's like they didn't get special treatment. That's... They seem to be more the patsies <laughs> than anything else. Like, okay, yes. you get you get to be film producers, but we get the to decide guy. what actually what films actually get produced. They get the, the money, but the church has the real money. 
right? Yeah, like, and I was gonna say one thing too. Uh, you know, I don't think Obama was uh, was Roman Catholic. He's pretty pretty. Con- I'm convinced that he was Muslim through his Kenyan <laughs> father. I mean, it's not even conspiracy. I mean, at this point, his father was a Kenyan politician. Also, he knew uh, Tom Morello's father, who was also a Kenyan politician. Like, this is this is fact, right? Wait, isn't this his brother a Trump supporter or something like that? Is that a real thing? <laughs> Supposedly, but that's it's the so thing. funny. It's like I'm like, is this world like it's funnier than freaking a movie? Like, <laughs> right. And I got to bring this up too because I, I do agree, Ryan. That the idea that like the Roman Catholics run the world that seems to be pretty solid. Like specifically the Jesuits, but you have these agents of chaos that that promote that as well. So it's a little confusing. Dude, it's interesting that you bring it up because I was I did this episode today talking about like 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s cartoons, right? There's this cartoon that you guys might have heard of called The Smurfs. You guys heard of The Smurfs? Oh, my God. Okay? This story is dark. Dude, there's some wild shit within The Smurfs. Do you guys know that like this, this whole thing, it's either communist or Nazi propaganda, depending on what school of thought you're in, okay? Now, Gargamel hardcore like depiction of a jew if you're if you're in the nazi camp of the whole like idea of what what the smurfs represent um gargamel's a jew he turns the smurfs to gold he's got that big nose it's like that old school like nasty he's got the black hair he wears the black robe right so check this out dude i'm gonna share my screen real quick because this is something i'll give away with the episode that i just did do you guys remember gargamel's cat's name Oh shit. Uh dude. You know yeah. that like the Smurfs is an allegory for like kids dying in the snow? It is yeah. Azriel, huh? No so, shit. Azriel is mm. the cat's name. Now Azriel in Islam is the angel of death. Okay. Yep. Now Israel would be also so again in the Islam world, Azriel being the angel of death is Israel being introduced after world war ii by roman catholics by the judeo-christian way of life right now i'm a christian i have no problem with like the idea of like the judeo-christian shit it's just gotten a little bit weird because of the uh zionism and all this stuff but if you're introducing a country that is just about the same name as the islam angel of death and you're introducing this christian safe zone this jewish safe zone in the middle of the muslim world that's like basically bringing down the Muslim world, this little country of Israel. If you're going to get a little conspiratorial about it, right? Did they just grab that is. name? Or is like, is it in the Torah or something? Like, that's kind of crazy how. Well, Israel, I mean, it's in Islam. Uh, it wouldn't be in, uh, it wouldn't be, what would it be in? Um, what's the, the Torah? The Quran, the Torah? Oh, no, the, the Quran. Quran. The Quran. Yeah, Torah is the Jewish one, right? So yeah, it, yeah. This is a, an actual. This yeah, is it the, says right there, right? Appearance in text, Quran. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This is uh, this Islam and Judaism. Israel uh, is referenced, and this is uh, you know the the fun kind of conspiratorial stuff is that Gargamel, the you know cartoonish depiction of a Jew in a Nazi cartoon, the Smurfs, is portrayed as Azrael, but it's also a fucking name of a country, dude. Like. We can't act like this is not the same as Israel, and that's why they didn't name Israel Israel. Israel is named that. It doesn't have anything to do with Ishtar, Ra, and fucking Elohim like they tell us it is, right? 
it has a lot to do with Azrael, the death of the Islams, like that's or the Muslims rather. That's what that is, dude. So yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily the Jesuits or the Jews. I think it's a combination, dude. I think it. it they go back and forth, man. They change their names and stuff. Like they, they don't seem to care. I don't think they actually care about religion. The religion's a a, a control structure for for us, right? Oops. But the most dangerous, the, the most dangerous Jewish people are really Kazarians, right? George Soros, that's a Kazarian right there. I, I say this every time people say like the Jews are fucking bringing the world down. It's the Kazarians, dude. It's well, people that have the right, There's a choose. reason why the Kazarians never had a homeland, right? They were always moving around. They never could settle in one area because every area they settled in, they got kicked out of. Right. Similar to the Jesuits. The Jesuits yes. have been kicked out of every oh, fucking yeah, they thing got, that they've ever been involved in. They got lynched in Japan back in Our the 1700s. Right. So that's what I'm saying, dude. I didn't realize that until I started looking into this stupid cartoon conspiracy shit that Azrael... <laughs> is like a fucking serious name to like it's 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 basically like the devil it's basically like naming a country lucifer with a z instead of an s you know what i mean that's what it is for the and and not only doing that but naming it in like the middle of the united states it's like let's take the united states let's make a little area and let's call it lucifer not lucifer it's not exactly that let's well, just call it washington dc yeah right right <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, it's it's wild that they took this this Muslim world, this Islam area of the world, and they just threw in like a demon's name in that area. And it and it and it's Israel, right? Like that's a fucked up thing, dude. Like nothing against Jews, nothing against the people that are every day just like trying to live their lives. But there is some serious propaganda within all that shit, man. And it's it's dangerous, and and that's why the entire Middle East hates Israel and why they also hate the united states because the united states and that judeo-christian shit backs israel it's 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 just feeding into the hatred and the polarization of of everything man and it, and it wouldn't have been created if it wasn't allowed by the roman catholic church either right and right? it took I a mean, rothschild it took a rothschild aka hitler to fucking make this whole thing happen that's what i mean what? israel came about after world war ii right some like people suggested like put it in new york like i think back in the day it's like what that would have been how much chiller would that have been or just immigrate and you don't need your own country maybe plenty of jews in uh amsterdam and like you said new york I, i'm from toronto plenty of jews in toronto yeah. they have their old neighborhood you don't need your own country well that's part <laughs> yeah. of the whole apocalyptic situation right once the jews have a, an area to be in yeah that brings about the apocalypse that's well and the, that's the that Amish. goes to the other thing is that <laughs> right. the idea of six million right that number six million is is uh, well, that's a third rail topic <laughs> the well, it's, it's, yeah. so, it, it's something you see throughout history i've done an episode on it and it's still up on youtube so great it can't episode be that. oh wow great episode oh, awesome it can't be that bad and it's one of those where even in the early 1900s they were talking about uh six million ukrainians and then there was one about six million russians and it's this idea it comes back from the torah and that they needed 6 million people to die in order for the state to come to fruition. It's going to be 6 million trans next. Watch How that. many Russians died in World War II? Like 20 million? Something insane. Something like 25. Well, yeah. no one talks about that because it's not uh, politically useful for any reason. Yeah, yeah Holodomore was an. That's the number one genocide, isn't it? Holodomore, right? Uh, it was big. I don't know if it was number one. 
But Russians, was, Cambodians, and Chinese, it's all more than 6 million. And yeah, it's not its not politically useful for anybody's talking points. So they, they don't bring it up. They don't shove it down our throats. It's just a 6 million over and over and over. Well, there's literal lobbies that have the job. Like there's videos on, released of them saying, like, we need to downplay other people's tragedies because we have like this kind of patent on it almost. <laughs> Yeah, there's an excellent book called The Holocaust Lobby. Actually, brought it right by name. It brought it to my mind when you said that. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole thing protecting that uh, ideology and everything. Yeah, you're not allowed to question anything about that. Whereas we could question the Russian deaths and all that day and night. No well, one's going to stop us. All right. On here, YouTube, I'll, you'll I'll get a little message here, on top. Here <laughs> is, this is the six million prophecy right here uh do, 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 do finder where are you okay ah shit that's not it let's see whoa what is this it's a big via. small white girl big black dick what is this <laughs> can, you, can you see it yeah okay it just it's it, yeah it says an ancient Jewish prophecy had promised the Jews their return to the promised land after a loss oh. of six million of their people it says Jewish prophecies in the Torah require that six million Jews must vanish before the state of Israel can be formed. You shall return minus six million. That's why Tom Segev, an Isra uh, Israeli historian, declared that the sacred six million is an attempt to transform the Holocaust story into a state religion. Those six million, according to the prophecy, had disappeared in burning ovens, uh, which the judicial review, uh, a judicial version of the Holocaust now authenticates. Without the Holocaust, there would be no Jewish state. And this is where it gets interesting because you get into the Guzma, which is a, rabbi a rabbinical concept, which you we do not see that, Matt, not to interrupt you. We just see like your your uh, files. Uh, yeah. Oh, your file folders. All right. All right. That's why I made that really crude joke. Have any of you guys seen the documentary Europa? There it is. I, okay. I've heard about it a bunch. Of, it's like yes. 12 hours. So I was 11 hours. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying I agree with it totally, but I'll just throw that out. That, uh, yeah, they basically argued that the Holocaust never happened. And uh, even that Hitler was a good guy. I'm, like I said, I'm not saying that I completely agree with it. I, I agree more with what Ryan said earlier, that he was more likely a Rothschild puppet, just like all the rest of them, every other basic uh, major historical figure. You won't Ryan, get any actual heroes, dude. I, I I'm gonna I'll uh, I'll hit up my buddy Adam from Deborah gets red pilled. We're doing an episode on Wednesday with this guy Corey Hughes and Matt. You're welcome on, uh, dude. Nico, you're welcome too. I'm awesome. sure. I like him. More... I've been on the I've been on the Deborah red pill. I think twice. Yeah. But the thing is, this guy Corey Hughes, he talks about how the Nazis were actually like on the right side of history, but the wrong people won that war. That's and what it, Europe is all about. Yeah. It's yep. very interesting. And obviously, it's so hard to say I agree with this, but the evidence is very, very damning. I think in 20 You can't burn 6 years, million people in a handful of ovens. You can't. I know. I, I, but in the, Physically in the, impossible. the, idea, the idea here is in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to be the same idea as the moon landing, right? Where it's like people are sitting here saying this, and it's not like wow you're an evil piece of shit for thinking that the moon landing was fake you're just stupid it's gonna get to that point and it's a very very provocative thing but matt uh, what is this stuff about here no this is the yeah this is what i was just the jewish prophecy the six million 
And it says that it comes from the guzma, which is a rabbinical concept, which is used to express the scale of a catastrophe or a shoah, i.e. the number of Jews who have suffered and or died in terms related to the tales of the written Torah. Now, the guzma relies on the Talmud Bavli um, insofar as it calculates the extent of a shoah by taking the number of Jews the Bavli uh, says came out of Egypt with Moses in the Torah, which is 600,000, then multiplies it by a number to express how serious and awful uh, a Shoah event is. And he says it's anywhere from one to 10. And he says, so thus, if you take 600,000, multiply it by 10, you get a truly biblical Shoah. He says, so in this argument, we have rabbis explaining the scale of a Shoah which they cannot know by using the concept of a guzma to create a number which can be uh, passed along to other rabbis around the world as a representation of the scale of it, which has occurred or is occurring, hence the six million claim. So, and then, you know, I have newspaper article after newspaper article that show this six million from the mid 1800s all the way up through World War II. And that doesn't even include the Holodomor, which was another massive, you know, event. But it wasn't just strictly Jews. But this was a whole thing that was, you know, manipulated. It's again, it's manipulated. The the Do six million number is is just something that was thrown out there over and over again. There's there's no proof of six million. Do you know how tra traditional brisk is performed, or uh, circumcision is performed? The tra it, the traditional way, how they stop the bleeding. Oh, I know, but you can tell us. <laughs> the rabbi's job is to use his mouth to stop the bleeding. Yep. That's like okay. Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you, <laughs> what, what did you call that before? I've heard that term, but I've never heard the term. Brisk. It's called a brisk. No, it's brisk. It's brisk without the K. Brisk. brisk is okay. something you grill. Like a brisk. I was gonna say, brisk, like the, uh, like I always the fucking... mess it up in the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the tea, like the yeah, brisk tea. That's what I was thinking. I was like, holy shit, because there's a lot of fucked up shit with like PepsiCo and stuff, right? So that's why I was wondering, like, holy shit, <laughs> brisk. I'm fully sold. That that's brisk iced company. tea. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I you know, the the whole thing with uh, Pepsi selling the uh, the kidney cells. Yep. as uh you know flavor enhancers for their soda right what chemical is that it's red something no it's not red it's uh human embryonic kidney cells hec 138 that's it hec yes <laughs> yeah and okay. have you guys heard of this yeah no. yeah yeah it's hem human embryonic can it's a fucking tongue twister especially after you had a it's few. in so many different foods yeah that's this is deep in i like this this talk here today i like being in the deep yeah. end here with you guys you guys know where citric acid comes from it's like oh My it's a natural man. preservative no we made a synthetic uh black mold to grow it so not always though i will say not always you can get it from orange peels like my company does i'm just saying yeah it's oh, not really? all from mold oh. you can you can make it from mold but yeah so like all vitamins are not created equal. So like something like folic acid is a synthetic version where like methylated folate is something you'd get in broccoli or something natural. So I've had like, can I tell you too though? Don't, don't I've... trust everything you see. Don't trust That's labels. Too. That controls the labels. So in our company, there's a couple of our products where they made us put folic acid on the label because they took methyl folate and methyl cobalamin. B12. Yeah, 
they took it, they took those methylated vitamins and they fed them the plants because they wanted to make them even more good. They wanted to make them more absorbable. They're trying to do a good thing here, trying to make better products. But then the, the product of that that's fed to the plants, the FDA made us put folic acid on the label, even though it's, it's not, it's still methylated. It's just stupid. Oh. I'm just saying, don't believe everything you see on labels. Labels 100% do not tell the whole story of a product. You have to trust your company. And you, have, you have to know more about it. The FDA have you will... heard of zeolite? This is like a conspiracy. I'm wondering if it's a conspiracy or not. I've seen all these videos of like moms on TikTok being like, my kid couldn't speak. And now he's speaking because of this zeolite powder. Uh, and when I was Googling it, they're saying that it has naturally occurring lead and like all these bad metals in it but people are like oh when i'd love to clarify about- this yeah i'd love to clarify this for you okay so zeolite's a fake word they just made up for marketing purposes to make something sound good zeolite basically just means it's tiny particles like nano or pico particles but whenever a plant sucks up a mineral it turns it into a zeolite so a plant-derived mineral even wood ashes you take wood ashes you burn <laughs> like you, bur- you burn the carbon away from the plant you're left with wood ashes put those in water you can filter out the little excess carbon. It'll be like 3% carbon left. 97% of that's plant-derived minerals. It will almost all be in the nano and pico size. That's technically zeolite. So it's just a marketing word, number one. Number two, you can't avoid aluminum, for example. I know you said lead, but people are worried about aluminum. Yeah. Aluminum is one of the most abundant elements on Earth. You physically can't avoid it. It's on our essential nutrient list, actually. We consider it an essential nutrient. That's not to say that it can't hurt you in the, in the different form or quantity. Every it's single element... Every element on the right. periodic table can hurt you or kill you in the wrong form or the wrong quantity, including lead. Lead is naturally occurring. Lead is... Look at seawater. Seawater is your basis for what's natural. All the elements are in seawater, all the naturally occurring elements. I, be- I believe there's 72 of them. And then you only have like byproducts of like uranium fission and stuff. Those are not essential. Those are not natural. But everything else is in seawater, including lead, including arsenic. Arsenic is an essential mineral too, by the way. Almost nobody disagrees with that. You get uh, slip pendant and uh, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome with, without that. You'll die without arsenic. Wow. We need to put That's arsenic in animal feeds. Yeah, arsenic is an essential nutrient. We believe lead is too in its naturally occurring form and its naturally occurring quanti- quantity. And I'm going to stop going on on the, on the elements here, but it's worth throwing in a couple more fluoride. Right. Everybody knows, oh, fluoride's bad. Okay. Well, that's when they put the aluminum byproduct, industrial fluoride into your drinking water. Okay. That's bad. But fluoride is a naturally occurring element. It's in seawater. It's in spring water, most spring water. It's hard to avoid it in the natural world. And we actually do believe it's essential in the formation of bones. It's involved with bringing, ele- bringing other elements into bones. Nature's really smart with all these things. And especially in their natural forms, when they're in their nano pico size and they have their electrical excuse me, their electrical charge, their ionic charge. These industrial chemicals can't be compared. So yeah, you can take a teaspoon of arsenic and it'll kill you, but you need micrograms of it every day or you will actually, you'll die. You'll get a degenerative disease without well, the trace amount of arsenic. It well, occurs Florida. in food, right? Like apple seeds have arsenic, I think. A cyanide is what's in it when apple seeds. Cyanide, cyanide. and cherry <laughs> pits, right? Yeah. So it's dude, all about the quantity and the form, yeah arsenic or i'm sorry uh fluoride right i mean that's why they put it in toothpaste supposedly because it's it's good for your teeth right but it's it's how they get carried away they take the science and they say okay fluoride's good for you okay let's put industrial waste in water (laughs) you know no i i I think that it to me they had to pay to dump it before that's the reason 
correct me if I'm wrong real quick, because I was going to say like, you know, the, there, there's ideas that fluoride fluoride does in large quantities make you more suggestible mentally, right? Like it makes you more oh, like, uh, submissive. Yeah. yeah. Docile. Right? Docile is a great word. You, you right? can't get that quantity in nature though. You, you can't get that quantity, but, but you can get it in toothpaste. Can't you get it? In you toothpaste? can get it in toothpaste. Don't right. swallow your toothpaste. It says yeah. it on the. It says it on the label. And, That's a toxic uh, quantity. Right. Yeah. The whole reason I went down the rabbit hole of health is I took an acne medicine. And I can't even really mention the name because I'd probably be sued after I mentioned what it did to me. But uh, the acne medicine was so gnarly that if you were a female, you had to take birth control while you were on it because it had such a gnarly side effect. Jesus. And um, what this thing was was synthetic vitamin A. So I could have ate fucking carrots and not have had any of these issues because the synthetic vitamin A, your body can't detox it properly. So it builds up to toxic levels and causes like a huge array of issues for people. Um, known issues uh, like Crohn's and all these type of issues. Um, so they've been sued over and over and over, but it's a Ford Pinto situation. They sell the pill for $500 a pill. And kids are just like, give me a magic pill, man. Give me a magic pill. I want this acne gone. And uh, they don't want situation. to go through the hard work of getting rid of the grains, like you said earlier. Yeah, they well, did. Dude, let me they ask. Did it, they did it to me, Nico, with Enbro and, and or- Orencia. Which... O- the old school was the steroids and the, uh, um, the, ac- the antibiotics. My dad's teeth are permanently yellow from it. For acne, Jeez. it's like fucking crazy. Yeah, mine was for arthritis. They they gave me what, what essentially is an abortion drug for arthritis. Oh shit! You know mm. you could use some CBD for that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Definitely. Shout out, doctor. <laughs> hey, how wellness. come the doctor never recommended that? Right? He. The, I, and that's the thing right? that bothers me with these doctors. They don't come in with their lab coats like NASCAR that should have all the fucking pharmaceuticals that are sponsoring them instead, you know, and I, I even went to him and I said, I've seen a naturopath. I have no allergies to food. I said, there has to be a natural way, right? I'm like, there, there there's no way that the only response and, and the only answer to this is pharmaceuticals. And he's like, well, I haven't found any. And I was like, it's okay, because our done. medical system I left, is, I left the medical vertically I integrated. Will, yeah like in mexico you can have a private doctor and you go into his little office that's his office it's not pfizer or like sharp or whatever giant medical conglomerate so he has complete say over what he does when you work at one of these conglomerates there's a like checklist of procedural shit you have to do and things you're allowed to do yeah why do they go check the computer Every time, right? I COVID, they you had it doesn't to use come off the top of their head. They have to go in and type it into the computer, and then it's like it'll spit back the answer to them. And let, me, let me say something about Mexico here, guys. By the way, so I, like uh, the conspiracies, Nico. I, I don't know if you know. I'm in the health business, so I, I was in Mexico oh. one time in Tijuana, TJ, doing uh, a health talk to a, a dental clinic. Right? People go to Mexico for what they call medical. I'm right tourism. across the border. Okay. okay yeah. So San everyone Diego, goes okay. down there. Yeah. Even people yeah, yeah. money go down there for to get their teeth just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so you know, yeah. <laughs> people people go down there to get their mercury fillings out and all this stuff. The get stuff their dog do in the USA. Done. Absolutely. Medical tourism. It's big. It's big in TJ. It's big in Cancun. So we're down there doing a seminar with this dental clinic or whatever. And I'm used to really watching what I say. Really watching what I say. Every now and then I get a call because I do this on Instagram like five times a week. Every now and then I get a call that's saying, hey, you're you're going a little bit too close to what we can legally say here. But down in Mexico, I'm being all careful. And then the guy who brought mm-hmm. me in, he says, my friend, 
you're in Mexico. Speak we, freely. We have Pearsons. Use whatever words you want. You know, even if you're wrong, it's just like people can make their own minds up, whatever. But anyways, Matt, I could tell you how to reverse yeah. arthritis, no problem. We don't have to do it here on camera. We don't have to pitch my own stuff. Mexico but, uh, is I a childhood arthritis, freedom, so. dude. Mexico's yeah, yeah. a beacon of freedom, man. It really is. There was a That's guy that I was get talking about. You can get all sorts of treatments. Yeah. That you, you can go to the Gearson Clinic. You can yeah. treat your cancer with food, which is illegal to do. And you can even use the word treat cancer. That's not legal. That's that's something yeah. I, I'm not legally allowed to do. I'm not allowed to say treat. Even if someone asks a question, hey, Ryan, how do I treat this? I have to give you a disclaimer at that point. We are not treating anything here. We're, we're supporting and promoting the maintenance and repair of a healthy liver. We're not treating the liver. Stupid. Oh, yeah. Does cancer come from the liver? No, I was just uh, if it was the problem in a liver, it, it, cancer can be anywhere. Right, right. I, I, yeah, I understand. I just wonder like where it stems from. I know like the pancreas is big in it and stuff like that. I, let me ask you this, man, because you know, you mentioned like vitamin A and obviously carrots and stuff like that. Like, uh, like Nico was saying, what's like the number one thing that you can do if you want to get more vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, all the uh, vitamin E? What is what's like a natural way to get all these things, Ryan? Well, it's, it's it's worth saying. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, and it's, it's worth saying because we talked about it earlier. Nico brought it up. If you stay away from greens, you brought it up actually with your dad. If you stay away from greens, you'll absorb more of all this stuff. And if you eat real food, you can get your vitamins. We sell minerals primarily. I do sell vitamins, but it's minerals that you can't get enough of in your food, no matter what you do, no matter what diet there is. Right. Our, our modern food system, it's physically impossible for you to get enough minerals, but you Zing. can get. Yeah, what are the I'll, big minerals, real quick? Not to interrupt you, I just want to. I, zinc, I think selenium, but I would say calcium. Calcium, calcium, calcium would be the big, huge. What's the good that, calcium? There's citrate, magnesium, or do you need like one of them? It can get complicated. Shit. It can get complicated. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to take over this podcast. But we use tricalcium phosphate because that's basically the uh, calcium that's in bones, and it's not just that. Calcium has many cofactors. It's got magnesium boron strontium which for some reason everybody's against i guess it's because uh they say that chemtrails are spraying strontium again to what i said earlier it's not the mineral it's the form we need all of the elements on the periodic table but if they're spraying you with some form of toxic waste or whatever or big big particles of this stuff yeah that can be a problem anything can be a problem in excess and in nature we're provided with the correct balance we're provided with the correct ratios just for example i'm speaking super quick here just to race through this stuff but just for example when we eat meat or organs you might see meat and organs and stuff linked to cancer or linked to osteoporosis and whatnot the reason that might be true statistically is because as a culture we only eat the muscle which is what we call meat meat is high in phosphorus though so when we have too much phosphorus it makes us need more calcium this is the reason that cow cow pellets are, are and other uh, feeds for animals are largely based on alfalfa because alfalfa has much more calcium than phosphorus it's the ratio that matters we need slightly more than two times as much calcium as phosphorus. So when we eat high phosphorus foods, colas being one of the big, big bad daddies, colas and Dr. Pepper, anything with phosphoric acid in it, corn's another one, meat, organs, all this stuff. When we eat these things, we need massively more calcium. That why the, that's why this could be linked to osteoporosis and cancer, because cancer is a disease of acidity. Calcium is the main alkalizer in nature. This is why uh, you probably don't hear anyone talking about ocean acidification anymore. Because it was complete BS. Because the oceans are lined with calcium, it'll make it's it's the buffer. It'll make sure that it never gets too acidic. So, uh, just for example, that when we eat the whole, you probably hear people eating snout to tail out there in the wild or the primitive environment. When you eat a whole entire animal, you actually get the exact perfect ratio of two to one calcium to phosphorus. 
But yeah, we use tricalcium phosphate because that's specifically what actually the bones are made of. And we do tend to eat too much phosphorus in the society anyways. Nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, or NPK, is the basis of all food. That's our fertilizer, NPK. You put NPK fertilizer onto everything. So no one's phosphorus deficient. If anything, we have phosphorus excess. And I'm just saying the, the balance of all these things, you know, I'm not going to name all 60 essential minerals, but this could be a very long conversation. This is my career. This is what we do with, with minerals, mm. you know. But oh, it, it like does what? exist in nature for us in the proper balance. A chicken poops nitrogen, a pig poops phosphorus, and a, some, I think the cow poops the other one. Well, so potassium, like... the other one is potash. It's named potassium because of potash. Ash was one of the main components, both of fertilizer and of human civilization. I know I'm kind of taking over here, and I don't mean to. I really don't mean to. No, but I, they talk I, I about the question, man. I think this is important shit. <laughs> they talk about this great leap forward in human evolution. Again, I don't fully buy the theory of human evolution, but they talk about this great leap forward, and they, they attribute it to fire. They say that when human beings had fire, we were able to eat a bigger variety and we were able to cook food. So I guess we, we could get the marrow. We could crack well, bones and get the marrow. Sure, sure, sure. But we could crack bones otherwise. You can eat whole bones with your teeth. Oh, yeah, you can eat raw from marrow. small birds and fish and stuff like that. Most people talk about it being attributed to the variety that we're able to eat with uh, the fire. We could cook tubers and, and, all, and all this other stuff. We say that's not true. It's because we had wood ash. It's because we had wood ash. Neanderthals buried their dead with wood ash, oh. right? Wood ash is plant derived minerals. And it's highly absorbable plant-derived colloidal ionic minerals in the proper balance. You have to still live in a place where all the minerals are in the soil or you're going to be mineral deficient, just like the Amish who live off their own land in Indiana or up where I live in Northern Ontario. They still have massive problems with selenium deficiency. That's why they have high rates of cystic fibrosis and muscular dystrophy. Wow, I'm going faster for you guys. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the wood ash that we attribute to actually to the Great Leap Forward. And that's why we have such impressive lifespans compared to every other great ape and uh, every other animal with comparable anatomy, which would be like pigs and dogs. The only other mammals that have any anywhere near a comparable impressive lifespan are whales and elephants, which have just massively different digestive systems and everything. They can ferment all this uh, grass. And, and in the case of whales, they're eating literally tons of algae, uh, not algae, uh, uh, zooplankton yeah zooplankton just massive massive amounts of them so we can't compare to them anatomically but i'm saying anything that does compare to us anatomically comes nowhere near us in lifespan and nowhere near us in intelligence frankly so yeah we're saying it's because of wood ashes that's why we're so smart and it was used in all civilization that's why the rice that's why the uh rice noodles in okinawa are yellow and not white because they've been adding rice straw ashes because they burn the rice straw for their cooking and heating that's why it's been yellow for generations because for the eons upon eons they've been putting the wood ashes into their garden into their food cutting salt with it etc it's been used on okay. cannabis farms for a long time too in california <laughs> let me do this because i know we're we're getting to towards the end here gun the head one word answers only one word answers only ryan vitamin a what do you take what do you eat to get vitamin liver a? liver organs liver and organs okay that was two answers, uh, two words, but that's okay. Carrots, you said carrots earlier. <laughs> carrots is beta carotene, which is actually a pro-vitamin. It's, it's Vitamin A is the only one with a pro-vitamin where you can eat beta or alpha carotene and make the retinols out of that. Okay, so vitamin A is liver, right? B, vitamin B. There's multiple B vitamins. Six and 12. 12. <laughs> uh, B12, yeah, steaks. steaks. The sun? And oh, then yes. what about six? Okay, for the rest of the B vitamins, I'm going to say eggs. Eggs. Okay, so we got so far eggs, liver. We got liver, eggs, and steak. Okay, C, oranges. Basically any fruit, yeah. Citrus, okay. D. Eggs, egg yolks. 
or okay. liver or the sun. Your body converts vitamin D is a hormone. It's not actually a real vitamin. If we understood vitamins before we discovered this stuff, they wouldn't have named it that way. Your body reacts with cholesterol in their skin to make vitamin D. But yeah, you can also get a different form of it from egg yolks and from liver. Okay. And then what about E? And that's the last one that I asked. E. E is going to be a little bit harder to get. You're going to need to eat a variety of fats to make sure that you get enough. Avocados, Avocado? I would say. Uh, yeah, avocados. But avocados isn't a worldwide thing. So if you're eating fish and eggs, go just go back to fish and eggs. Eggs has everything you need, basically. You right. can't live okay. completely off of eggs. But yeah, vitamins are not the tricky thing to get in the wild. Sure. Vitamins are not the trickiest the minerals, thing to get. Right? It's the minerals. You can get your amino acids because... and essential fatty acids. Those are the other groups of essential nutrients. It's the minerals you're going to have trouble with because of modern fi farming, right? Like if you went to the rainforest and you chopped down and burned it and you grew, grew food there, it would have plenty of good minerals. But I think after two generations of farming the same land, the way we do it, there's like almost no minerals left. Every the civilization was built on a floodplain. Every civilization was built on a floodplain for a reason oh, because it, it, it like flooded every year with minerals, with mud and silt. And they go and they, they rake it in, they hoe it into the ground every single year or they have terraces like up in the mountains. Most of the blue zones are mountainous people, right? The the Georgians, the Azerbaijanis, the uh, Hunza people up in the, the Karakarum Mountains, the Lake Titicaca in South America. Most of them are mountainous people. The ones that are not live on volcanic soils like the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica or they're sea people. Remember I said all the minerals are in the sea. So if you're eating from the sea, if you're taking sea moss, you can't eat enough sea moss. It doesn't work like that. Sea moss marketing is excellent, excellent. But you can't eat enough sea moss to get it. You have to take that sea moss and burn it. You burn away the carbon so you have the concentrated plant-derived minerals. And just for eons and eons and eons, people put those plant-derived minerals in their gardens or and in their food or and in their food. Actually, it's not or and, it's both. People are smart. We've always used everything that we possibly can. If you look at any cookbook in the 1800s, especially before 1882, when the first commercial electric generating plant was turned on by Thomas Edison. I don't usually go this fast, but if you look to, at cookbooks before that time, You'll see culinary ash is basically part of every single culture's natural thing. They put wood ashes into almost everything. They use it as a flavoring. They use it as a condiment because it tastes good. And if you've ever tasted like turmeric or something that's grown in a, in a mineral rich soil, it tastes completely different from the stuff that we buy in America here. I think everyone here is American, right? The stuff that's on the American market hardly tastes like anything. Buy it from you know, Queensland, Australia, or, or just from your buddy's garden, it's probably going to taste much more potent. It's because when it has more minerals, when any plant has more minerals, it has, it creates more vitamins, it creates more amino acids, it creates more antioxidants, and more flavor, all that stuff is what is what gives it flavor, basically. So yeah, people use wood ashes as a flavoring. But the point with that, uh, that, that flooding thing, every civilization was built on a floodplain. So when we stopped doing that, we just completely cut off the natural way that we did things. We built nearly 1 million dams in the world meaning we dammed every important river in the world, meaning they no longer flood, number one. Number two, now we have electricity because we use most of those rivers for hydroelectricity. This was a double whammy that basically created the modern health epidemic. Uh, Matt wanted to talk about EMF before, before we got into this. We didn't really get time, but I would say this coincides with it. At the same time, this is the triple whammy. We, right, we dammed the rivers, okay, now we no longer flood, now we no longer get abundant minerals flooding our soils every year, number one. Number two, now we no longer use wood as our primary fuel for cooking and heating, so there's no more wood ashes left over to throw in the garden or into your food or to cut your salt with or whatever. And number three, now we have electricity. And EMF is the next big, big, big whammy on our health, and this is basically most of the reason for modern disease. Mm. Well, well, people in ancient times, like, oh, sorry, the healing wells, I think that was probably because of minerals. Yeah, definitely. That's not even ancient. They still exist. They still do. Yeah. In Spain, yeah. 
we have them to yeah. go back to go back to that really quick what's the easiest way to get magnesium what's the easiest way to get zinc and and, I, and then i wanted to ask you if spirulina is uh overrated uh, you know this is like th- this new thing that's kind of like being like overly marketed i think is spirulina good is it good for like digestion all this other shit that like y- you hear about spirulina with but yeah if you're talking about minerals uh magnesium zinc those are very important minerals what's the easiest way to get those so let me say that i i never intend to come on anyone else's podcast purely to plug my own stuff but there's a i'm reason asking that, you man i think there's a reason we do things there's a reason we do things the way we do them so spirulina first question i like spirulina as an addition it's not enough it's not enough to lean on it's cheap i have nothing wrong with it we sell bags of it at our store i don't work there anymore but i helped my buddy open the store for a year and i still kind of consider it my store I might speak of it that way we sell bags of it for 10 bucks you know it's a good thing to add in especially if you have something serious especially if you don't eat a lot of seafood spirulina and chlorella usually we sell them together so it's not a big deal it's overrated your second you said is it overrated yeah i think it's overrated you okay. can't be getting all your, your minerals from that but secondly you know you're talking about magnesium zinc there's 60 essential minerals at least there's 60 essential minerals at least. So when you start talking about what's your best way to get selenium, what's your best way to get zinc, what's your best way to get magnesium? Well, what about manganese? What about calcium? What, uh, what about the rare earth minerals? You know, the yttrium and yttrium and the europium and the gallium. A lot of people haven't even heard of these. Well, you can't go and look for 60 different foods to get 60 different minerals. It's not practical. So when I said that you can eat basically real food in general and more or less get your vitamins and amino acids and essential fatty acids without a problem omega-3 might be a bit of a problem the way we eat but you could do it it's not a huge deal but to try and eat 60 different foods regularly to get your 60 different essential minerals it's not physically possible and 60 is only what we can really confidently say i do actually believe it's all 72 minerals on the on the periodic table naturally occurring minerals on the periodic table are essential so we use an ancient cmos deposit we actually have more than one now. We had to get more than one in the pandemic because it was hard to operate from our one. Uh, we have a hundred cubic mile deposit of humic shale in Emory, Utah. It's on top of a mountain in Emory, Utah. So this was a sea forest at one point, basically sea moss, right? Everything you hear about sea moss is correct, except the marketing is too good and they're not explaining the numbers. What we use to make one month for a hundred pounds of human flesh, a supplement, a liquid supplement for one month of human a hundred pound, a hundred pound human. That takes over 70 pounds of this ancient desiccated sea moss. I think it's like 76 pounds or 78 pounds or something like that. So think about how much you buy in a bottle of sea moss, right? And what, that's why I also said you can't eat that much. How much are you going to eat? You can eat pounds of sea moss every day. Come on, right? So we have this ancient desiccated sea moss. We put it in water to the match, maximum saturation point, which is stronger than humans can even tolerate. I've tasted it out of the spout it shrink wraps your lips around your face it's so astringent it's like the the driest white wine you've ever tasted you can't stand it. it's too sour too strong so you can taste actually the potency of mineral supplements but you can also just get their mineral you can get their analysis and see how much parts per million is actually in the thing so we dilute it beyond the maximum saturation point just to the point where humans can tolerate it but the point is it takes over 70 pounds to make 100 pounds worth for a month so you just need a massive quantity of this. The only other way that we could have done this in nature was to flood our fields with lots of mineral rich water, eat largely from the sea, like the few few blue zones who do live by the sea and do live off the sea. Volcanic soil is another example. We got to do that. But then they all those cultures also burned something. None of them did just irrigation. That's one big part of the puzzle. All of them, every civilization used wood ashes, used wood or, or rice straw or sea moss. That was the basis for their heating and cooking. 
And so they had pounds and pounds of wood ashes left over every day. Literally, they ate them. This is not made up. They used it in, to cut their salt. Salt was one of the most valuable things in the world, right? Be the salt of the earth. Uh, all roads lead to Rome most likely meant salt roads. They're speaking about salt roads. <laughs> every, every major city in the entire world, ancient or modern, was built either on a salt deposit or on a salt road, period. There's no exceptions. This even happened with the American Indians. They had these big salt trading routes all around the continent. Civilization could not exist without salt. So salt was so valuable that people cut their salt with wood ashes. And so th this is just a massive piece of the puzzle. We don't do this anymore. People ask, hey, well, could I use wood ashes? Well, sure, I guess, but hopefully you're not burning stuff just for the sake of burning it. When you're using it to run a homestead, it's going 24-7, even in the summer, right? You're burning stuff 24-7. And you, so you have pounds and pounds of this wood ash left over. And you, again, it goes, back into the, it goes back into the soil. It goes into their garden. It goes into their compost heap, which is another thing I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into because I have hijacked this. But a lot of these blue zones, the compost heap is larger than the house. It's bigger than the house. you got these big piles of bone scraps and vegetable scraps and, and manure and all all this stuff you got these heaps and then they go and they, they bring them barrel by barrel into the into the fields every year along with the irrigation so these are just massive mineral sources that we can't replicate it's not possible for us to replicate it and that's notwithstanding the fact that most of us don't live in places that have all the minerals present those special blue zones happen to have all the minerals there it's luck of the draw and unless you live completely from the sea and etc you're burning the wood you're burning the the sea moss and all, all that stuff. So we supplement is the bottom line. That's why I said, I don't come on here to plug our own products. Our business is doing very well without having to plug, uh, without having to interrupt other people's podcasts and plug my it's own Incredible products. information, man. That's yeah, why we is. do it this way. That's why we do it this way. Right. Don't, don't think you can burn this stuff. Yeah. Don't think you're intruding at all. This is fascinating and very important stuff here. Yeah, it is. And you mentioned, Matt, you mentioned, you know, arthritis, like I ju I'll just wrap this up saying this is why I'm in this business. I was born with childhood arthritis. I was born with my hips dislocated, wrapped around my head. You know, I couldn't roughhouse with the other boys and everything. I can move my neck around just fine now, but I'm a completely different person from what I was. Because if you said, hey, Ryan, what's up? I would have had to turn my whole body to, to look at you, right? I'd turn my body too quick. Boom, I'd be on a neck brace going to school for the next two, three weeks. It was basically Celine Dion, stiff man syndrome. That's basically what I had. They, they called it childhood arthritis back then mixed with Tourette's, you know, same thing because the same minerals that you need for your skeleton are the same minerals you need for your muscles. It's the exact same minerals. So boom, it was all fixed in, in a week with the proper amount of minerals. Baby That's chicks amazing. get something called Rhineck. It's the same thing. If you give them a little uh, mix of minerals, it's called like Miracle something. It's like something you get from a farm store, but it's Miracles. It has, I think, selenium, a couple things like that. And they'll go from looking like they were deformed to fully functional in a couple of days. Whereas if you didn't give them the minerals, they would die, which is crazy. Farmers have to know this stuff or they wouldn't be profitable. Yep. They wouldn't be profitable. You couldn't. You, your herds would die. If they listen to your doctor, if your do if human doctors try to tell farmers what to do, the, the flocks would die. They tell them to avoid salt. Well, okay, your animals are going to die. You know. Well, it's specific yeah. vet. It's like vet techs that go out there, and they and they they're also paid for by the same people. I have this old school vet here that will help me out whenever I have some fucked up situation that goes on with my dogs, and he hates the whole vet medicine system. Like it's a it's a horrible system. Same it's as it is with people. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's to get. I mean, and dude, well, and right, it's changed totally because. I, 
when when we were growing up, half the shit they're giving animals now didn't exist. Well, mom and pop right. vets used to exist, but they don't anymore. And I sat next to the guy on the plane who was bragging about why they don't. Um, he was going around the country and buying up all the mom and pops. And then they also have competition from like these big old band fields and Petco, like super conglomerate. Um, where they'll take a guy. Yeah, well, they'll take a vet who used to get paid like three hundred thousand a year to have their own practice. Um, now they're getting paid sixty thousand a year, and it's going to take them like twenty years to pay off their student loan debt. Yep. And it's like, uh, and they just don't ask any questions because they're scared to lose their job. So they just force these people, these sorry suckers, in to pay two thousand dollars for an X-ray. That's what they tried to charge me here for an X-ray at Banfield, which is the conglomerate. I went to a mom and pop that still existed here in San Diego, and they charged me forty dollars. I was like, that's just insane. But he was telling me how he would buy the uh, mom and pops up and buy out their name as well. So instead of putting his conglomerate name on there, he would buy out the name. So it still says like McStanley's veterinarian. Um, but now the price has just gone up like crazy. The vet's no longer your personal friend. He's an employee. And it's just, uh, it's the same thing they did to doctors like 20 years earlier. And it's just vertical integrate vertical, vertical integration makes it so that doctors are no longer individual operating human beings. They are cogs in a machine and they're just like a vending machine. They don't have any say in what they can do to treat you. They have a list of stuff and a list of prices. And it's like, it's crazy, but it's the same shit that's poisoned the, our pet industry. If you look like 20 years ago, pet, you could get regular vet stuff done and it, you didn't have to like mortgage your house. Yep. Well, now they give your dogs diabetes <laughs> medication and arthritis yep. medication. The same stuff that they give you, yeah. Anti-anxiety, and depression, um, all this shit. And it's like, oh, well, I put my dog in the crate all day and he freaks out. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> what breed is he? <laughs> yeah. And why is he in a crate all day? It's like, man, unless you have a bulldog or something that's been bred to be just not moving around all day like it's i had bulldogs issues. too nico for the last 20 years <laughs> until i got my shepherd and man dude it was, it was just they're the laziest pieces of shit around yeah but at the same time they are the most unhealthy things ever yeah they oh, yeah. cost me a i could i could have a nice house right now with the vet bills i paid for those two bulldogs Oh man, <laughs> I believe it. Uh, unbelievable, guys! This has been awesome, and Rye, we definitely have to get you back to talk EMF because I'm, I'm so interested in that, and and what you guys, what you talked about with uh, Matt Rusky on your podcast, I think everybody needs to hear. So, uh, you know, next time you're available, I'd love to have you back on, and that's going to be number one on our priority list because there's a couple things that shocked the shit out of me. Uh, that you guys talked about that are simple things in your home to even fix and check that most people aren't aware of because I know I wasn't so and I feel like I'm pretty in tune with some of this stuff you know falling around so well hey I'm in the health business man and I'll tell you almost nobody knows about this EMF thing it's a fringe concept it really is and when you guys started talking about what was it um fuck the uh not radiation poisoning but the it's basically poisoning from the emfs that we're getting and you know Havana syndrome no but for the i mean i in over the last 18 months i've lost my sense of a taste there's ringing in my ears um or specifically my right ear constantly and it's exactly what you guys were talking about 
And it's, you know, I've gone to doctors for it and they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong. You know, we don't see anything wrong, you know, and it's like, no, there's something wrong. I mean, (laughs) I'm telling you, I know my body pretty well. I'm pretty, you know, uh, cognizant of what's going on. And it's just, it's such a, a mind fuck that they put us through and, you know, new 5G and new this and new that. And, and like you, I moved out into the mountains. I'm on, I'm on a quartz mountain now. And I've noticed things slowly get better, but then I look around here and and I'm renting a place and I notice that they have one of those, you know, it's a electric thermostat, you know, one of those I can control from my phone and there's Bluetooth going from that to this and there's Wi-Fi in the house and all this shit. But the, the, the whole premise of this was this all started when I was in an apartment complex and I, I was just thinking about all the waves that must have been going through that place. And I, I wasn't smart enough to buy a reader like you were talking about in, in the place that you had and start testing the walls and go up on the roof and see what some of the readings were. So, dude, if you would do us the honor, I would love to have you back on because I think that's a very important subject that everybody needs to hear about. Yeah, of course. Were you serious next week is, is girls night? Was that real? Yeah, we well, I do it every once in a while. I did it uh, a couple months ago, and people loved it. So I, I have it's I bet, just yeah. ladies on as guests, um, and and it's one of those things that's taken off. But the week after, I'd love to have you. I think it's the fifteenth. If yeah, if perfect you're around. So uh, you're more, and like I said, you're more than welcome. Next week's just one of those. And and the other stipulation with that is that I like to have it more females than males because there's been some issues before with males taking over when there's females on. So oh, male I, I just, toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. It's that toxic masculinity, you know, mm. but no, uh, let's let everybody know where they can find your stuff. They'll be able to find it in the show notes too. But uh, Nico, let's start with you, man. What's uh, the, the conspiracist, uh, conspiracist podcast, the conspiracist. I just started it back up. So um, I, 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 guesting on a lot of shows and need to start my regular show back up but uh you can find me i was on anchor but now that is stitcher and that has distributed me to a bunch of different stuff i don't know exactly i know spotify is the one i'm at now um but that's where you can find me on instagram i don't have any twitter or anything like that right now i have a youtube but i don't post to it regularly for the conspiracists it's all the conspiracists and then uh yeah that's me Excellent, man. Well, thank you. And and I'd love to have you back on too. I'd love to, I'd love to talk a little more uh, on the chronic side too. Definitely. For sure. That. But thank <laughs> you. This has been awesome. And Ryan, where can they find your stuff? This Ryan? Ryan yeah. Alexander. Sorry. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. I was waiting too. Who's he talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can find everything from me on noticebooks.org. It's spelled not us, not usbooks.org. And yeah, I mostly do this health thing. I've written books about health and some other stuff, but it, it's mostly about health. My life has been sucked into this health thing, and that's my job to communicate it, uh, translate some of this stuff into uh, plain English for people. We do lots of Instagram Instagram Q&As on the stories, doing about five times a week on an average week and do it until my phone dies. Basically, yeah, it's, it's a daily thing doing this health thing. It is very, very important. I do like conspiracies. I do put some conspiracy material out there. I'm conspiracy minded, but in reality, you know, this helps more people than anything. So that's, that's what I do. And yeah, you can find all of my accounts and my books and podcasts, all of that on notusbooks.org. 
And I highly recommend everyone go listen to the one with Matt Rusky last week. It, it was just phenomenal. Everyone should listen to that. That's a must listen. Mm. So, right, right. Thanks. Thanks for what you do, man. It's much appreciated. And thank you. This was a great episode, actually. Definitely. Mr. Dean, what do we got going? Dude, I was going to say this is probably one of the better ones, one of the better episodes. And oh, that's yeah. not uh, a short, uh, you know, th- there's a long list of great episodes of the show. This is one of the better ones right here. We talked about cryptids. We talked about health. We talked about it, just about everything other than flat earth, right? I mean, like, that's one of you. We talked about all the good shit out there. <laughs> um so yeah this was this was a fun one man and um yeah just doing the same old stuff over here at dangerous world and um just a a a great time uh as uh, on another monday night here i think this is awesome so uh what do you got going on matt nothing man i want to plug your illuminasty shirt by the way go to ryan's dangerous Ah. world pod store because it is awesome he that i love the shirt go check it on my instagram i was wearing it uh yesterday i think or saturday and dude it's probably my favorite t-shirt man it's such a such a creative shirt and so many people i get so many questions about it like where did you get it what's it what's it about i don't get it and i explain it to him man it's awesome so thank you for putting that out that's awesome yeah yeah paranoid american uh sketched out that body um, but I had to make a, a few Dude, adjustments. There's like cockroaches so. in the hair. Right, right. It's yeah, got that was my that was fingers. my addition, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because garbage pail kid, man. How can you beat that? Well, that's the thing. You know, when AI draws these things, I mean, the thing had 47 fingers. You yeah. know what I mean? When it's hands. So I had, to, I had to change the hands. I had to change the face. But yeah, dude, it's just an incredible, like the garbage pail kid stuff. Is so fun. I'm really excited to talk about uh, the baseball card conspiracy stuff when we do that. Not to give anything away. That'll it's be coming up at, at the end of the month. Yeah, it's an undisclosed date, right? But dude, like that's the thing, man. We have to have fun with this stuff, dude. Like this fun stuff. That's where it's at, dude. Like obviously, the health shit is is paramount. This stuff is so important. The serious stuff. But man, we have to offset it with some fun. And uh, I, thanks for for you know talking about that shirt because I you know I'm really happy about that shirt too. So oh, it's one of my favorites, man. I love it. I love thanks. it. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, man. What are you What are you up to though? Uh, nothing. I'm gonna push again your work. I just put out a couple new shirts on mine. And again, guys, when I'm pushing shirts, I'm I'll tell I'll be honest with you. I make less than two dollars a shirt. It's more just to have it out there, and and it's I think it's cool that other people want to wear it. We got a Monday Night Master Debaters line out there now, and uh, we didn't get into it tonight, but we got to get back into the uh, five raccoons versus bear. What would you rather fight? <laughs> and you you made an awesome like old school like WWE poster of it. So we got a bunch of different colors out there. You can go check that out at my uh, Teespring store. Uh, Teespring store. But other than that, man, I'm I'm all about this this Dragon Legacy book right now. It is blowing my mind, and I got so many questions. Going to do a couple episodes on that. It's a lot of fun. And of course, we got the Monday Night Master Debaters, and you can go. You can get all the video, which like for this episode, it helps when we're sharing stuff. It's on the Patreon, so you can go check out Patreon.com. Great Deception Podcast. And other than that, guys, thank you. This has been awesome. Like where I said, this is one of the best ones we've done. So everybody stay strong and question. I'm talking about the real owners now. 
The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. <laughs>